0: Good morning. Thank you all for being here on this very foggy, rainy morning. Um, It's quite dim and dark out there, but at least we get to look forward to snow tomorrow. So that is going to be fun, our first snowfall. Uh, We have several parish notices as we begin our worship. I would ask that you continue to be in prayer for the Sapp family following Lily's death. And also that you pray for Bob Chapman, who is in Roanoke in Carilion Hospital, and Dick Wycliffe, who is here at Sova uh, Hospital in Martinsville. Um, please do keep them in your prayers as they um, deal with their grief in the case of the Sop family and as they recover in the case of, of Bob and, and Dick's situation. So Please. Please offer your prayers. Will you stand now for our call to worship? Arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon us. Come worship the Lord of glory. Proclaim God's praise among among the nations. nations. Our opening hymn is We Three Kings. It is found in your hymnals on page 254. We will sing the first four verses. unite our voices and hearts in our opening prayer. Illuminating God like a bright star in the night sky, the life of Christ lights up the whole world. The star of hope shines on and no darkness will overcome it. We are grateful to walk in the light and give thanks to you, O God, for the light of Christ shows us who we are and what we can be where we have been, and where we should go. We pray in his holy name. Amen. As we prepare to receive God's holy word for us, let us pray. O God of wonder, as that ancient star rose and guided the Magi, illuminating the place where Jesus was, So now may the light of your Holy Spirit shine in our hearts and minds as the word is read and proclaimed. Guide us again to Christ and direct us in the new paths of faithfulness, for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Our first lesson, our Old Testament lesson, traditional for Epiphany, is found in the 60th chapter of Isaiah, beginning with the first verse. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together, they come to you. Your sons shall come from far away and your daughters shall be carried on their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nation shall come to you. A multitude of camels will cover you. The young camels of Midian and Ephath, all those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Our gospel lesson is found in the second chapter of Matthew's gospel, beginning with the first verse, in which uh, Matthew quotes the prophet Micah uh, within this text as well. by another another road. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The story of the Magi ranks right up there with Christmas and Easter uh, narratives in terms of, of snaring our imaginations. Longfellow named the Wise Men. James Taylor wrote a song about them. They made it onto Garrison Keillor's radio show, A Prairie Home Companion, several times. There's really not a lot of detail about them in Matthew's Gospel. We don't even know for sure that there were three. They aren't named or numbered in the biblical text. Biblical scholars tell us that they were not kings, and we don't actually know who they were or where they came from or how they supported themselves on their journey, or how long it took them to get to Bethlehem. But the narrative intrigues us anyway. The Eastern Church has long held a separate Feast of Three Kings, distinct from the celebration of Christmas. In fact, in many Christian cultures, the Feast of Epiphany is the greater festival. Now, much of this story has been supplied by imagination and tradition. Traditionally, there are three wise men depicted by authors and artists because that's how many gifts they brought. Scholars think that the journey took about two years, and the wise men don't find Jesus in a stable lying in a manger. Matthew says the wise men found Jesus in a house. So all of our nativity scenes get it wrong. And then we celebrate Epiphany 12 days after Christmas. The wise men could not possibly have arrived from the East in only 12 days. Now the traditional story is very simple. There they were, three very wise men sitting in their own countries, minding their own business, when suddenly a bright star appears and and gets their attention. They didn't know why it was so bright, but they recognized that something beyond them was calling them, and they set out on a journey that took them away from the familiar, away from the livelihoods and reputations they built for themselves. But there's a whole lot we just don't know. Did they know each other before they began this journey? Or did they meet each other on the way? We don't know. Presumably, they are portrayed as kings in art and literature because they managed to gain entrance into the palace and a royal audience, no less. But how is it that they don't confuse Herod with the king they are looking for? We don't know. When they find Jesus in quite a humble setting, how do they know that there's anything special about him? Because they don't have angels and dreams to supply details, as did the other characters in the narrative. And then there's those odd gifts. If you went to a baby shower bearing gifts of expensive jewelry and embalming fluid, I don't know that you would get a thank you note. But that is what they do. And when they find the child, they know that they found what they're looking for. And maybe that is the key to why this narrative so intrigues us. It gives us all hope in the places in our lives which feel dark. It gives us a narrative about moving forward when we don't know the way. And it gives us an assurance that God is guiding us. On that journey. At Epiphany we celebrate the coming of the light, the manifestation of Christ to all the nations. Epiphany transliterates a Greek verb meaning to manifest, to appear openly, and that is the story we've just heard, the coming of the light into the world. So in our Old Testament lesson this morning, The prophet Isaiah hails the epiphany by personifying Jerusalem as a woman who is depressed and grieving, bereft of her children who are in exile. To this woman who is overwhelmed by her grief, the prophet cries out, Arise, shine, for your light has come. The light is the glory of the Lord, The cause for joy is the presence of the light of God in the midst of grief and loss and the darkness that sometimes befalls us all. Then in our gospel lesson from Matthew, Matthew declares that even in infancy, the Christ child had the power to stir a capital city, to disturb a reigning king, and attract those who came from far away to come and worship the newborn king. Matthew's story of the journey of the Magi captures, in just 12 short verses, the truth and mystery of faith. The truth that people will come from afar and by many roots to discover the light. The truth that no place in this world is too humble or too lowly to kneel in. The truth that, as knowledge grows, so must reverence and love. The truth that wise people are people of action. And the mystery of the star, which is a sign that symbolizes the deepest longing of everyone. Light in the darkness, hope in the midst of despair, and the sustaining belief that love conquers all. With this story also comes the message about the inclusion of all people in God's love. The wise men came from the East. They were Gentiles. Thus, Gentiles are now co-heirs and co-sharers of the promises of God. Gentiles, outsiders, are now included in the revelation of God's love and light, and it was God himself who led them there. So where does this epiphany find you? Does this epiphany find you as the woman Jerusalem, captured in the darkness of longing, grief, and loss? Or are you caught up by the images of the, the, the Gentile wise men, outsiders, really, peering in, hoping the light of God might possibly shine on you? Or are you a wanderer on a journey, beholding a far-off light, sensing a strong desire for meaning in your life's journey? This morning, wherever you are, however you have come, wherever you are going, our epiphany scriptures and stories remind us that we have embarked on a journey which contains unsearchable riches, like mystery and light, grace and forgiveness, love and truth. At the center of this journey is a holy sense of calling, a calling to find Bethlehem, which we can't do by following a star or using garment or ways but by using the direction of scripture, and sacraments, and each other. They lead us to the Christ child. They lead us home. Another reason I think this story so intrigues us is that the wise men bring Jesus gifts. And scripture assures us that each of us is equipped in a different way with different gifts that are meant to help us to serve. When you made your New Year's resolutions this year, did they include new ways that you might strive to serve, new ways to use the gifts that God has given you? What gifts will you bring to the manger this year? Will it be the gift of doing some spiritual work, work that you have been meaning to do on your interior life for a long time? Will it be the gift of your love to someone who is sorely in need? Will it be doing some justice work, stepping out on behalf of something or someone who requires attention, who who needs advocacy, who needs skills that you can teach? Will it be handing over to Christ some nasty old grief which has frozen your heart so that he can transform it and allow others to enter again? What gift will you bring to the manger this year? Let us remember that at Christmas, God became like us so that thereafter we might become more like God. We watched Jesus heal the sick, empower the poor, speak truth to power agonize over the city and comfort and love the women and men who are inconsolable and, quite frankly, sometimes unlovable. We see Zacchaeus and and Peter and Paul changed. The mystery of the light of Epiphany is that we, too, might be changed from the outside in and the inside out. We're about to celebrate a simple feast of bread and the cup. And all are invited to this feast. All are invited out of the despair of our human longing to come on this journey home. All are invited to, expre- to experience the life and freedom of a life in Christ. All are welcome to participate in the work of justice and love so that the world might come to look a little bit more like God wants it to look. This epiphany, what are you looking for? The Magi allowed the star to lead them to a place of mystery. Not certainty, mystery. They trusted their intuition, their knowledge, their vision, and their dreams. And God gave them a glimpse of the great mystery of love and life. And the text says that they were overwhelmed with joy. We celebrate the same mystery today in the guiding of a star, in the birth of hope, in the bread and cup, in our gifts that we bring to each other and to God, and the embrace of the new story of our lives, which now will unfold. Thanks be to God. Amen. Will the ushers please come forward? As forgiven and reconciled people, let us now return thanks to God with our gifts and tithes and offerings. Will you pray with me? Loving God, we thank you for the ways that you have gifted us and equipped us. We are grateful for holiday celebrations that brought family together and brought brought folks home. And we are reminded always that that is what you are seeking from us. You are seeking us to journey on this road home. We thank you for the ways that you have equipped us, and we ask that you help us to serve with boldness, with love, and with the joy that the Magi knew. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. of consecration. The prayer of great thanksgiving is found, as, uh, is found in your bulletin. We invite all who wish to receive communion to do so, believing it is the Lord himself who is the host and makes the invitation. As you entered this morning, uh, you should have received a package of individually uh, packaged communion elements. If you did not, will you raise your hand and an usher will bring them to you?
1: Okay,
0: this table is for all of us, near and far, high and low, east and west and north and south. This table is for all of us, but it is not our table. It is God's table for all of us, and it is a table of grace. So come and take your place at the table, you are welcome, you are invited, you are called. Come and let us share this holy meal together. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts.
1: We lift them up to the Lord.
0: Let us give thanks to the Lord our God.
1: It is right to give Him our thanks and praise.
0: It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. Before the mountains were brought forth or you had formed the earth, from everlasting to everlasting, you alone are God. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ, in whom you have revealed yourself, our light and our salvation. You sent a star to guide wise men to where the Christ was born. And in your signs and witnesses, in every age and through all the world, you have led your people from far places to his light. By the baptism of his suffering, death and resurrection, you gave birth to your church delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, Jesus took bread, gave thanks to God, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, Jesus took the cup, gave thanks to God and gave it to his disciples saying, drink from this all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us
1: as we proclaim the mystery of faith.
0: All honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. of children of God, let us pray as our Lord has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. I invite you now to partake of the elements, the body and blood of Christ. Let us pray. Gracious God, we offer our thanks for the whole communion of saints witness to this feast and for the ministry of this church and churches around the world. By this broken bread, may we each be restored for the work to come. By this shared cup, may we each be claimed for the proclamation of your kingdom. At this shared table, may we be united as children of your promise, children of your word, Dying and made new again, sent boldly together into the world as servants of your peace. Amen. Will you stand now and affirm your faith with the Apostles' Creed? I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary Our closing hymn is Go Tell It on the Mountain, found in your hymnals on page 251. to meet God's people in the world and to share God's good news of salvation. Amen.